because of the lower supply in the Midwest compared to the Sun Belt region, he believes this will drive demand in 2021. So strategy number one, throttle up your assets in the Sun Belt and then do not rule out the Midwest. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. There needed to be a resource on apartment syndication that not only talked about each aspect of the syndication process, but how to actually do each of the things and go into it in detail. And we thought, hey, why not make it free too? That's why we launched Syndication School and Theo Hicks will go through a particular aspect of apartment syndication on today's episode and get into the details of how to do that particular thing. Enjoy this episode. And for more on apartment syndication and how to do things, go to apartmentsyndication.com or to learn more about the apartment syndication school, go to syndicationschool.com so you can listen to all the previous episodes. Hello, best of your listeners, and welcome back to another episode of the Syndication School series, a free resource focused on the how-tos of apartment syndications. As always, I'm your host, Theo Hicks. Today, we are going to continue talking about my favorite presentations from the Best Ever Conference 2020, and today, we're going to focus on Greg Willett's presentation. He is a chief economist at RealPage, Inc., and he talked about six investing strategies to implement in 2021. So let's jump right into this, obviously. A lot of this advice is based off of the reaction to the recession or downturn or whatever you want to call it that occurred after the pandemic. And the first tactic focuses on which markets to target. We've got a lot of blog posts talking about the markets that performed the best during 2020 during the pandemic. A really good resource is apartmentlist.com. They update the rents on a monthly basis, so month-over-month growth and year-over-year growth. And if you take a look at their map, you'll notice that some of the best-performing markets were all focused on the Sun Belt region. So tactic number one from Greg is to throttle up your Sun Belt assets. The Sun Belt, if you look at a map, is basically a strip at the bottom of the U.S., the southern part of the U.S., so ranging from Southern California all the way across to Florida. And not every single market in the Sun Belt performed well, but when you take a look at the map, you'll see a lot of red. And outside of the major markets in California and Texas, and a couple of other places like New Orleans, Nashville, Orlando, and Miami, basically all the Sun Belt markets experienced rent growth that exceeded the national average of 1.1 in 2020. So some vastly see that number, but others were just in the low single digits, but still very little negative rent growth in that Sun Belt region. So the idea here is to get ahead of that demand by focusing on assets in the Sun Belt markets. And then the other markets 
that performed well, but not as well as the Sun Belt would be the Midwest. So Greg says, don't rule out the Midwest either. So outside of, again, major markets like Chicago, Minneapolis, and Cleveland, when you take a look at the heat map of rents at apartmentlist.com, you'll notice that many of the markets exceeded the national average, and most of them had a positive rent growth in 2020. The demand here is not as strong as the Sun Belt regions, but Greg said that because of the lower supply in the Midwest compared to the Sun Belt region, he believes this will drive demand in 2021. So strategy number one, throttle up your assets in the Sun Belt and then do not rule out the Midwest. We'll get back to the show in just two minutes, but first, some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. One of the hardest tasks to balance while scaling your real estate investing business is accounting. Well, realestateaccounting.co takes care of the numbers for you so you can grow your business and revenue. REA helps property managers and investors save time and money by automating back office, financial, admin, and accounting. Starting is quick and seamless from accounts payable to reconciliations, taxes, and reporting. Go to realestateaccounting.co forward slash best ever to find out how REA clients save on average 30% by leveraging their accounting services versus hiring in-house. With CPAs on staff and being owner-operators themselves, REA knows the challenges of your growing real estate business. Try it risk-free at realestateaccounting.co forward slash best ever. And remember to mention the Best Ever Podcast sent you to receive up to $1,800 towards onboarding and services. That's realestateaccounting.co forward slash best ever. If you're not sure where to start investing or need help taking the next step, mentorship and coaching is one of the best ways to get going. Think Multifamily is a leading apartment acquisition and education company who provides true one-on-one coaching to help you invest for your family's future. Their servant leadership approach will guide you to successfully scale your real estate business or assist you to diversify your investments in multifamily. Go to thinkmultifamily.com forward slash coaching to learn how they help working professionals just like you transform their future through partnering and community. In fact, the majority of real estate investors who partner with Think Multifamily get involved in a general partnership within six months. Thinkmultifamily.com forward slash coaching highlights the partnerships, joint ventures, and resources all available through the coaching program. Go to thinkmultifamily.com forward slash coaching to learn how to become a member and get involved. The next strategy I thought was pretty fascinating. He says, don't bank on flight to quality. So historically, if you take a look at past recessions, what usually happens is that a recession hits and then the top tier class A products will discount their rents. And as a result of this reaction, a flight to quality occurs, which means that the lower rents of these class A products will attract renters from maybe class B, which will then boost the occupants. They take advantage of the better product at a lower price. But during the COVID-induced recession, these rent discounts happened, but did not result in an uptick in demand that was experienced in past recessions. And instead, the opposite happened. There was not a flight to quality. There was a flight to downgrade. So renters had a tendency to move down from A to B or B to C in order to save money. This trend was obviously expedited by the fact that there were stay-at-home orders. We talked about this on the 
show before where a lot of people left the major expensive urban areas to move to less expensive suburbs. That's why you can take a look at that apartmentlist.com. You'll notice big blue circles in a lot of the major markets, these top tier primary markets because of the stay-at-home orders, the closures of businesses. So overall, since this did not happen, he's saying don't bank on that happening in 2021. Don't assume that class A Class A plus is going to perform very well from an occupancy perspective because the rents are reduced because that's just not the case. And there's a couple of good studies on RealPage. That's where Greg is the chief economist. So you just go to RealPage and just type in flight to quality. There's a lot of statistics on what happened when the pandemic hit and how a lot of people moved from A to B and B to C. That's tactic number two, don't bank on flight to quality. Tactic number three is to explore a low capital value add strategy. And so this is kind of similar to flight to quality, but the whole point here is that he recommends not pursuing very large, heavy value add opportunities. So hold off on doing large, luxurious upgrades to unit interiors and adding the fancy bells and whistles amenities and focus more on lower cost value adds like deferred maintenance and then some aesthetic or appearance touch-ups of the property. That way, the asset will be much more affordable to a larger group of renters, keeping in mind that the deflect of quality that occurs, so people are willing to downgrade. So these high-quality apartment communities, according to Greg and their data, are not as attractive. So another benefit of this is that it will allow you to turn around a vacant unit faster or keep the existing resident as opposed to forcing someone out in order to spend 10, 12 plus thousand dollars on a unit renovation. You can do something smaller, dress them deferred maintenance and either keep that person in there or keep that unit offline for a less amount of time. This will obviously boost your occupancy, but what's key here is it will support resident retention at lease expiration. So one of the big things right now is keeping people in your units. So by doing a upgrade that doesn't force a person to move out can help you with your retention, which will help boost occupancy, reduce turnover. And then another advantage would be down the line when you go to sell the property, it'll be more attractive to a buyer. Once things go back to normal, there's money on the table to do that more expensive value add strategy. So tat number three, explore a lower capital value add strategy. Tech number four, moving into more operational type strategies, is to measure what is working now. So to me, this one's kind of obvious, but we've actually talked about this on episodes before. I believe I talked about this when I went over the presentation. I believe it was Realty Mogul and the advice of the CEO of Realty Mogul and how they were constantly measuring what was working and then double down. And then when they did something that didn't work, they immediately stopped doing that. But the point here is to take a look at some of your operational strategies, things that might have been your secret sauce or what worked in the past, and then make sure that it's still working right now. And basically assume that something that worked really, really well two years ago probably is not the best approach right now. And then confirm that that is true by measuring the results. And then if it works, keep it. If it doesn't work, then adjust it. A big example would be testing out different types of technologies on your property that promote social distancing and things like that. 
Something else to pay attention to would be what young adults are doing and how they are reacting to the pandemic and in 2021 and how that's going to impact the types of units that are in demand because millennials are the biggest portion of the population as of 2019, they overtook the boomers. So once you know what the millennial generation wants, then you can determine what types of units that will be in demand. And then you can determine what type of marketing you need to do in order to focus on those types of units that are in demand. So overall, the strategy here is you have to measure everything that you're doing. We've got a pretty good KPI performance tracker that's available at syndicationschool.com that can help you with this process. But basically track and then measure and see how things are working and then make adjustments if needed. So again, kind of obvious. We'll get back to the show with first some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. Mark your calendars for the best ever conference February 24th through 26th back in person at the Gaylord Rockies Convention Center. Join the experienced community and phenomenal speakers for a weekend of learning the best commercial real estate strategies, building relationships, and quite frankly, having fun. As a bonus, once you purchase your ticket, you are put into a mini mastermind group of eight to start making connections with other commercial real estate investors immediately. Get the lowest prices right now at BEC2022.com. That's BEC2022.com. Number five, I've kind of already hinted at that, is really focus on renewals. This is one of the strategies I think is very important right now with the pandemic. So there's a good study on another good study on RealPage. If you type in apartment resident retention, I think it's apartment resident retention gets messy. They talk about the large variability in renewal rates across the country. So renewal rates is the percentage of leases that are signing again, as opposed to when the lease expires, they leave. This really needs to be a priority because you want to hang on to those high quality residents who are making their payments in full and on time. So it might be worth giving some sort of concession if needed, right? Don't come off the bat with a concession, but in order to keep someone who's been paying on time, give them some sort of concession or not increasing their rent as much as you want to or not increasing their rent at all in order to keep them in the unit. Something else to pay attention to is the breakdown of renewal rates by unit type. So maybe one unit are experiencing a lot higher turnover, whereas people are deciding to stay in the two unit buildings more. And if you see a discrepancy between the renewal rates for multiple types of units, you need to figure out why that's actually happening. And a really solid thing that Greg said was, don't just focus on the price. Don't say, okay, well, maybe the reason why my one bedroom units have a lower renewal rate than my two bedroom units is because my price is too high. So I'm just going to just lower the price and assume the problem is going to be fixed. No, you want to focus on other non-pricing factors like maintenance and customer service, Greg said. Those are kind of the two main reasons why people decide to not renew is maintenance issues aren't addressed enough or the customer service at the property just isn't very good. So overall, the strategy here is to make sure you are keeping those high quality residents. The last tactic that Greg provided was to take back control of your brand. I've kind of already hinted at that, but overall your marketing strategies and your brand for the actual apartment shouldn't focus on just the price. So when you're trying to attract a resident with your marketing, the main focus shouldn't be we're the lowest price unit in the market or one month of rent half off or some sort of other monetary concession. As I mentioned, that's not the number one reason why 
people decide to not renew a lease. And it's also not the number one reason, at least now, why people aren't deciding to rent. It's not one of the main factors that people are using to decide whether or not to rent one unit or the other. The focus is more on other non-pricing factors. So make sure you know who your target demographic is, what non-pricing factor is the most important to them, and then make sure your branding is focused on pumping out that message. So it could be customer service related, so you can focus on why your customer service is the best. It could be just an overall appearance of the property, so you can talk about some new touch-ups you've done to the property. It could be just an ease of living at the property. All the convenient services that are there. It could be the location of the property. There's something out there that's going to track your target demographic more than just the price of your unit. So figure out what that is and then make that be the main focus of your brand. So those are the six tactics. Three of them are kind of overall investment strategies and three of them are more focused on the operations at your current investments or whatever new investment you're going to buy. But in summary, the six tactics to thrive in 2021 Number one is to focus on the markets that outperformed the national average from a rental perspective in 2022, especially the, the Sun Belt and the Midwest. And I said how apartmentlist.com is a really good resource for that data. Number two, consider avoiding the top tier class A plus, class A products. Since many renters elected to downgrade to class B and class C in 2020. Number three, instead, consider a low-cost value strategy focused on addressing things like deferred maintenance and appearance issues. Number four, test out new operational strategies to determine what works today because what works now most likely did not work two years ago and vice versa. Number five, one of the best operational strategies of 2021 is to focus on renewals, to retain those high-quality residents kind of at all costs, even result in not increasing their rent at renewal for a year. And then lastly, make sure you're focusing your assets of branding and marketing on more of these lifestyle related factors. Again, customer service, appearance, ease of living at the property, location, and less on the actual pricing factors. So that is the advice given by the chief economist at RealPage, Greg Willett. They have some really good analytics and data at their website. So Check that out. A lot of the stats or a lot of the claims I made today are backed up by the stats on their website. So I think their website is actually just realpage.com, not realpageinc. So yeah, that will conclude this episode, the six investing tactics to thrive in 2021 and really and beyond. A lot of these things, especially the operational strategies, will apply beyond just this year. So make sure you check out some of our other syndication school episodes at syndicationschool.com. We've got free documents there as well that you can download. I reference a few in this episode. And thank you as always for tuning in, best ever listeners. Have a best ever day, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.